sabotage their work. Mr. Garzelli was probably right to cut off the pumps until Nick could verify it was safe. You want us to go over tonight? Nick asked. It had been a long day for both of them, and the trip across town would take an hour each way, but they didn't have much choice. It would be best. He nodded, his expression grim. I get it but I'd rather go to Uncle Thomas's fancy mansion and cut off the water to his house, see how he likes it, see how he likes... Stop, she said, laying a gentle hand on his sleeve. Don't let him rattle you. We'll handle this just like we've handled everything else over the years. We just need to keep our heads on straight. An hour later, they were in the basement of a tenement in one of the worst sections of the city. Nick lay flat on his back, pointing his fancy new flashlight beneath a complicated system of valves and pumps, looking for signs of sabotage. Lucy sat on an upended bucket, handing over tools as requested and trying not to breathe too deeply. It smelled bad in this part of town, with grimy streets, overcrowded apartments, and very little running water flowing in the hundreds of residential buildings. Each time she visited this section of town, the stench penetrated her hair and clothes, making her wonder how anyone could bear to live here. At least the people lucky enough to live in this building had running water, thanks to Nick and her grandfather's valve. Everything about life for the people who lived here got better, cleaner, and healthier as soon as they had enough pressure to supply water to all eight floors. Footsteps sounded on the stairs as Mr. Garzelli joined them. Nick slid out from beneath the valves and rolled into a sitting position. So someone has been sniffing around, he asked. Mr. Garzelli nodded. He was a skinny guy, old, shifty looking. One shoulder was twisted up almost like a hunchback. It was that weird shoulder that made me remember him. I've seen him around a couple of times before, my oldest boy caught him trying to get in through the basement window, and he ran off. And I saw him last weekend when you installed the valves. Nick began putting his tools away. It was a good idea to call me, but it doesn't look like there's been any harm done. You should probably get a better lock on that window, though. I know you've been in some kind of court business over those valves, Mr. Garzelli said. You're not going to get in trouble for this, are you? She and Nick risked awakening a sleeping giant every time they installed her grandfather's invention in another of Manhattan's endless tenement buildings. But Nick shrugged and flashed an easygoing smile. I'm more afraid of my baby sister than I am of that lawsuit, he said. Miss Lucy? Mr. Garzelli asked incredulously. I don't believe it. You've never seen her when I burned dinner. Nick hefted his sack of tools over his shoulder. Just don't blab to anyone about these valves. You can't exactly hide the fact that you've got hot and cold running water throughout the building, but no need to mention my name, right? Okay, you got it, Nick, Mr. Garzelli said with a hearty handshake. The sun had already set by the time Lucy and Nick returned to Greenwich Village. They lived on the fourth floor of a brownstone walk-up that had once been a prestigious building but had fallen on hard times in recent decades, much like her own family. She twisted the key in the lock to the apartment, stepped inside the darkened interior, 
and immediately knew something was wrong. Her nose twitched. Cigarette smoke? That was odd. No one should have been in the apartment today. Their mother had moved to Boston after their father's death almost a year ago, and they no longer had money for servants. When her eyes adjusted to the dim interior, she scanned the room, looking for anything out of place. Nick's half-assembled pumping valves lay scattered across the dining table. Their mother's leggy orchids lined the windowsill, and books were crammed into every vacant table space and cubby. Their once fine furnishings had witnessed several generations of use and no longer had any pretensions of grandeur. But everything had the comfort of a much-loved blanket. Their family had once been happy here. You weren't home today, were you? she asked. Nick strode inside and tossed his sack of tools onto the sofa with a thud.